don't know about you, I really want a lasagna now. 100 layer one. 100 layer. I still don't get how, what that would look like. Uh, so it's kind of presented sideways, so you get a very thin slice. Oh, uh, okay. So it's just a very wanky way of doing it. Okay. So it's more I think they cook it 100 layers normally, yeah. but presented wise. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Way. It's kind of like a, a, a lasagna chode. <laughs> you guys are making a podcast. this so welcome to the podcast nobody asked for with me ian harris and me graham jones and this week which feels like a lie we we decided to go super meta so we're recording two episodes back to back because we're last, hard working yeah. individuals <laughs> last week's remakes we didn't realize were remakes episode so obviously we are now doing movie marathons because we're doing, we're recording them back to back. It's a marathon session. We are funny. So, mm. what counts as a movie marathon? Uh, there's no real rules. I mean, no, I don't think so. It, um, it can be an entire series. It can be films tied together by a tone or genre, or yeah. just a load of films back to back that are a bit of a slog to get through. Or well, I wonder if is there? I mean, would you would you consider a marathon being like watching the same movie back to back like eight times in a row? Depends on the film. I was uh, very. I was Big Mama's House too. So I would I would call that a, a cry for help. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like I I would count like a Groundhog Day all nighter as a marathon. Yeah. Okay. Because we're funny, but that brings us on quite nicely to the Prince Charles Cinema. Mm. So the Prince Charles Cinema, by far our favorite cinema. Absolutely, yeah. Regularly does movie marathons. So there's a cu- couple they've currently got on sale. And by a couple, I mean two, which really kind of highlight that a movie marathon can be anything. Yeah. So they have a cr- Christmas pajama party. Nice. Which is Muppet Christmas Carol, Elf, Home Alone, Gremlins, and Die Hard. Right. And then they also have the mystery movie marathon, Ooh. where you don't know what the films are until you're there and they're playing. Are they mystery mystery movies? They're not mystery mystery movies. They are just mystery movies. Mystery movies of any genre. They're, yeah, unknown movies (laughs) rather than mystery mystery movies. Which would be interesting. That's an interesting one for me. Because I feel like you will only ever know in hindsight whether it would be a good idea or not. It's very difficult. I mean, you're having to put a lot of faith in the programmers. (laughs) Yeah. I, I do. I don't get me wrong. I do. I do have faith in them. They did one recently, but I couldn't find where they jotted down what the films were. Oh, okay. And they are like completely out there. So we went quite recently. Yeah. So in November, to November when October. Oh, October, I think. Yeah. So we went in October to the Nicolas Cage All Nighter, mm. and for a. A detailed look at our responses. You can check out the Caged In podcast, where Graham and I were both on there talking about our experiences at the movie marathon and general kind of tips and tricks on how to survive. But we'll cover that bit of it a bit later. Yeah, but well worth a well worth a listen. Yeah, I would all say of your so, yeah. caged and tied in Coppola dynasty needs. So the Nicholas Cage All Nighter was ten hours and fourteen minutes long. Uh, I felt longer <laughs> yes it was the rock conair face off a mystery movie which for us was drive angry yeah and mandy 
yeah, that was a trip and a half at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, with borderline delirium. Yeah, I, I fuck it. I I still so I if we hadn't gone to that, I think both of us would have been fighting over who got to pick these films as like a dream movie marathon. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I would have replaced Drive Angry. Yeah. What would you have replaced it with? Um, I would have replaced it with Vampire's Kiss because, as we know, I love Vampire's Kiss oh, so yeah. much. For, for, for me, it is either Vampire's Kiss or Willy's Wonderland. So I would have quite liked it to be Willy's Wonderland because I still haven't seen Willy's Wonderland. And, we should watch Willy's Wonderland. Um, yeah, I've got it downloaded on the Skybox. It was one of those ones that I was kind of hoping it was because I hadn't seen it and it felt like it would be... It looks quite fun. But yeah, I do think if there was any... I mean, if you're going to ask me what Nicolas Cage film, it will always be Vampire's Kiss. Yeah. Like, Colour Out of Space would have been interesting. Well, Colour, Colour Out, Out of Space, Space into Mandy. Into Mandy. From, f- from, from about 5am. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm okay. There was enough but... crazy shit in Mandy. I don't need melting llamas as well. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I love that film, though. But it was, it was a lot of fun. And I think it's... I, I would strongly recommend any of the marathons they do at the Prince Charles Cinema because they're always great. But oh, it was I, great fun. I did the uh, classic horror one a few years ago as well. That was good. Oh, yeah, you said. Who was... Which was that again? So I'm assume, assuming... Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street? No. Oh, Friday the 13th? Yes. Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah. Exorcist? Yeah. The Thing? Yeah. Something else? Suspiria. Suspiria. Oh, fuck. Okay. Hmm. Interesting, and they they do a modern movie marathon one as well. There, yeah, um, yeah, they do. I think at least when I went, they did them both on the same night, and so basically you either you chose between the two. Oh, that's um, fun. I would like one where they it would be a bitch to figure out the logistics of it, but where you could switch between the two. Yeah, but yeah, like so you you've done you've done more than me, but we have both we have both survived them. Yep. If any listeners are thinking of taking us up on this. Mm. What are your tips and tricks to surviving a movie marathon? Whether that's in the cinema or at home. But let's kind of think think Prince Charles here. Um, and sing to plants. That was a Prince Charles joke. Okay. <laughs> Continue. Um, <laughs> um, so adequate snacking. Adequate um, snacking. Is, is important. I, I'm, quite, I'm not very good at this, but don't go just down the lots of chocolate and sweets route because it's great but also there's very real crashes that happen as a result yeah same with drink so don't go down some people say don't do energy drinks because you'll crash i disagree don't just do energy drinks don't just do energy drinks. take do like them a f- when you need them yeah and also err on the side of caution with booze because i don't know about you but like the two beer zone is what yeah. makes me very sleepy if I go past that, I'm fine. Yeah. But two beers and then sat in a dark, warm room, I'm yeah. going to fall asleep. I think it's every two beers I switch. <laughs> Between the, you're either asleep or awake. Yeah. Because four, I'm wired. Yeah. Six, I'm a bit sleepy again. Yeah. Eight, I'm gunning for it. Ten, I die. <laughs> okay. That's, a, it's, that's an interesting insight. So yeah, and the other thing is, I would just say, try not to make yourself too comfortable as well. Yeah. Um, because it's yeah, it's it's quite easy to fall asleep if you are comfortable. Because it's the problem with I, I also have a I have a slight issue as well is that I for the last god knows how long have always gone to sleep watching something. Yeah. So actually, yeah, I, my I can brain, fall asleep during something very easily. Yeah, ties 
sitting in a dark room watching something with oh it's time <laughs> time to go to sleep now so that also doesn't necessarily help yeah I, I think you're right i think sh- sh- sugary snacks are good but also yeah. get a bit savory in there yeah sugary drinks are good but also get some like fucking fruit juice or water or something because at four in the morning when you're dehydrated enough at, when you're at the skin crawling level of being awake yeah having water is quite nice oh um, yeah absolutely and also at the cinema especially don't beat yourself up if you can't stay awake no i think it's so especially if like, it's you're stuff you've seen yeah. yeah plan plan your naps yeah I, I kind of yeah I kind of went in before and I knew like right this time I'll have an energy drink yeah and we'll don't don't have one before and if you can't, don't have to have one don't have one and then I had my uh, emergency drink afterwards the, the tough thing I had with the marathon was I played rugby that day and uh, as the night went on I've never felt myself get a bad back before <laughs> oh yeah but I could feel <laughs> it slowly coming on which is nice because I kind of learned learned where all the issues and problem areas are. But I had a lot of fun. I, I do enjoy, which again, we will, I'm assuming we'll be talking about throughout an episode entitled Movie Marathons. Do love a good marathon. I used to have them a lot. Yeah. We did the MCU one once, or phase one. I was going to say, MCU. the yeah. MCU one would be a long old marathon. Back, uh, back when it was a literal box set. Yeah. Now it would probably take a little bit too long. Uh, have you done Star Wars? No, I haven't actually. Because this is an interesting thing. Have you heard of the machete cut? I have, yeah. Yeah. I've always been intrigued to, to give it a go, but I've never kind of got yeah. around to it. And I, I'm, I'm always like, mm, do I want to see Danny Trejo in Star Wars? <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. It was, it was Gary Oldman. To reiterate a joke we said last week for you, but half an hour ago for us. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so for those unaware, machete is a Robert Rodriguez film starring Danny Trejo. It is also the name given to a way of watching the Star Wars films. Yeah. So it's four, five, two, three, six. Yeah, you've been one, right? Yeah, so you've been one, and the idea is that you it maintains the reveal that Darth Vader's Luke's dad. Yeah. And then you get like the flashback of his backstory, and then back into return of the jedi yeah i like the idea also i mean some people have got too much time in their hands haven't they yeah it also people 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 try to make the the prequel trilogy work and i get this might but let's just just watch the films you enjoy you don't have to uh yeah, yeah. force them into it i would i've i've i would regularly watch the trilogy i don't know you could Rogue One it, but I feel like the tone is slightly different and it might be a bit jarring. Maybe, but also it's great. Yeah, that so. is true. But that also then brings in, like, when you're watching stuff like that or, like, the MCU, because there's a load of, like, MCU watch guides as well. Uh, yeah, I know yeah. someone who went through them all chronologically, but, like, not release date when they're set. Okay, interesting. But the only problem with that is it kind of opens up, like, the glaring plot holes you're gonna get if you have 25 films being made by different people at different times over the best part of a decade yeah so it it makes some of those things a bit more obvious but i think if you just take it with a little bit of uh cut it a bit of slack you're all right i mean we had to already with with thor and his lack of understanding of the underground so fucking hell that will be on a future episode i will it'll take a bit of research i think and us possibly going to like anger management thing but films that get London wrong. Yeah. That's not the way to Greenwich. 
You can't get to Greenwich from there, Thor. She's she's either lying to you, yeah, and you're being conned, and who would do that? Or it is some weird. It's multiverse. Yeah, it's multiverse. There you go. It's explained away with the multiverse. Yeah, multiverse. There is a multiverse where you can go directly from Charing Cross to Greenwich. Yeah. Is that a train thing, or do you think Greenwich is just in a slightly different location in the multiverse? Oh, well, it depends. In one, in one, in one multiverse, it's the former. Oh, true, one multiverse true. is the latter. And in the other, it's the the train stations closer. Yeah, and also in another one, trains don't even exist. No, true. And yeah. there's another one where um, instead of trains and pe- people and trains are switched. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So trains go inside people. <laughs> Interesting. One of my most used gifts is uh, along those lines. Um, so yeah, that's uh, movie marathons. Don't know what else there is to say because every other question I'd have about movie marathons, we're probably going to address while we're going through this. Yeah. So uh, do you have a? I'm guessing movie marathon that you're going to recommend for us this week that uh, nobody asked for. So no. Oh okay. No. So I was going to. I, I was thinking about it, and oh, it's going to be Forrest Gump, isn't it? Uh, no, it's not. Oh, close. It's, uh, I thought I'd flip it on the head. So instead of doing a movie marathon, I'm doing a marathon movie. Okay. So I am doing Run, Fat Boy, Run. Okay, nice. Good for The film. David Schwimmer directed. Oh, I didn't realize that. Simon Pegg movie about uh, a man who decides to run a marathon to try and win back Tandy Newton. And it's just a fun film. And there's not really a lot of films out there about running a marathon. So I was kind of limited. But I had fun. I had my fun. Mm-hmm. It's also, uh, there's a scene where he, he comes up to the wall mm. that all long distance runners come up to. And it is one of the best visual representations of tiredness I have ever seen. I was going to say, though, um, there, is a, there is a literal film called Marathon Man. Yeah, Marathon Man, I think, is where the have you tried acting anecdote comes from. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Excellent. So it's Dustin Hoffman. Lawrence Olivier. Yeah. So Dustin Hoffman, he had to act agitated, so he stayed up all night, yeah. which is a fun thing for movie marathons. Um, asked how Lawrence Olivia was preparing, and he said acting. Yeah. It's like, nice, like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, one of the big di- problems there is I've never watched it. But yeah. I have watched Run, Fat Boy, Run. Uh, so yeah, so watch that. It's quite fun. Simon Pegg, David Schwimmer, at Al are not your bag. What are you going to recommend instead, Ian? Uh, so... So, speaking of Schwimmer, um, if you're a big fan of uh, swimming, um, w- where's a, w- when's a good time to, to do that? It's, it's, not, it's not the middle of winter. It gets a bit cold. Not on a full stomach, even. Not on a full stomach. So, I'd probably want to go in midsummer. <laughs> So I'm gonna. That's a reach. I'm gonna recommend Midsummer, Graham, because <laughs> Midsummer is a fucking incredible movie, yeah. and everybody needs to watch it. There's not a lot of long distance running in it. Yeah. There's a lot of running away from shit. There's a lot of processionals, but not a lot of marathon running. Um, I would also, I would include it in a if I was booking a modern horror movie marathon, I would yeah. probably chuck Midsummer in there. Where would you put Midsummer in a marathon? Oh. I think you probably have to go early because it's quite a slow burn. Yeah. So I, I would say two or four uh, out, out of five. Yeah. You don't, you don't want it to be the last one. It would help you wake up, though, because of how bright it is. It would, but also I think because it is slow burning, I think you'd, you'd fall asleep. Yeah, maybe. I would, I would maybe open with it. I'd open with it. 
Maybe. I, I, I think. I, I think would too. just show it five times in a, a row. week of Midsummer. Well, yeah. our uh, our original podcast idea, Midsummer yeah. of '69. That's what we'll do. That's yep. the movie marathon. It's Midsummer sixty-nine times. So that's my recommendation. My recommendation is <laughs> run, Fat Boy, run, and then yeah. Midsummer sixty-nine times. Okay. Uh, one second. Are you figuring out how long that would be? Yeah. Nice. One hundred sixty-one hours. Fuck me. Okay. <laughs> um, I expect accept no responsibility for any detrimental health impact that may have. So, uh, your first marathon. My first marathon. So my first marathon is. It's interesting. You mentioned Prince Charles at the top there. This was inspired by not a marathon, a sort of the Prince Charles, but double built. And I'm fairly sure you were with me. This was a long time ago. It was the alternative Christmas double bill of yeah. Gremlins and Die Hard. Yes, uh, because we were sat down. Yeah. I saw people moving on our left, and my ex-girlfriend sat next to me. <laughs> and it turns out her and her friends went to the same thing. Yeah. And we're in, clearly, because this was when the Prince Charles were, it was unallocated uh, seating. Yeah, yeah. So I think they've got too far down the row to then... Do the pull out of the road, do the Grandpa Simpson. Yeah, so I ended up around. sitting next to me, and it was very weird. I think I had to subtly, it's like, that's my ex. <laughs> was it with the it wasn't with the pizza, was it? That was the action movie one, wasn't it? They where you got a pizza and as part of the uh, yeah, so I've seen I've seen I've seen Commando with a slice of pizza, I've yeah. seen a night's tale with a beer, nice while absolutely wasted. My fiance threw up on a train that day, wonderful, that was fun. So, yeah, this this um inspired it was the the alternative Christmas double bill. I want to go with the alternative Christmas movie marathon. And I am going with, I'm starting with Die Hard, because nice. obviously. Um, then we're going to go into Batman Returns. Nice. Follow that up with Anna and the Apocalypse. Nice musical interlude in the big middle. Nice, nice. Uh, Gremlins. And then we're finishing off with Krampus. Very nice. I fucking love Krampus. Oh, Krampus is so good. I really, really enjoyed it. Much more than I thought I was going to. Oh, yeah, because it, it's... Uh... I thought it was going to be like a cheesy, like shitty christmas horror but it's yeah. great it's legitimately very funny and it's also legitimately terrifying yeah so yeah i mean i think i think this covers all your bases you've got a action movie you've got batman you've got a bit of singing and dancing with christmas zombies gremlins obviously and then yeah follow up with a finish off with a christmas horror movie about a big scandinavian scary dude that is the anti-santa 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 yeah no i i, I... I like that. Yeah. All good films. Uh, out of the five, what would you say is the best one? Best film? Or yeah, best, best Christmas film? film? Uh, best, well, no, best... Uh, both. It's a really difficult one. I think I'd go... I think... Um, ooh, it is quite difficult, actually, isn't it? I'd say Die Hard's probably the best film. And then Gremlins, best Christmas movie. What, what was the opener? Die Hard. Die Hard. Die Hard, Batman Returns. Anna and the Apocalypse. Anna and the Apocalypse, Gremlins, Krampus. I, I think it's got to be Die Hard. Yeah. Because it's one of the best action movies ever made. Yeah. No, just to be... Oh, uh, I think Lethal Weapon's a better film and a better Christmas film. I think that's the one people should be doing the hilarious, oh, it's my favourite Christmas movie. Yeah, but you can't easily make the John McClane uh, Christmas decoration as easy. You can't do that for Lethal Weapon easily. You've seen that? The, yes, I have. The little... Yeah, 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 yeah. I bought a friend of mine for Christmas one year. The uh, It's like a Die Hard... It's a fake kid's book. Right. That's Die Hard. 
and it uh, sold us like a Christmas thing. Excellent. I think that came with a Die Hard Christmas decoration. Nice. Yeah, no, I think it has to be Die Hard. Gremlins is up there as well. Anna yeah. the Apocalypse is a fucking criminally underwatched film too. I loved it. So much fun. It's got... Uh... Well, th- this is fun because I was about to say he's uh, underappreciated and I've forgotten his name. Is it Dennis K? He played Dennis... No, he... Paul K. He played Dennis Penis. Yes. He was yeah, the guy yeah. in uh, Game of Thrones with the fiery sword. Yep. Uh, he's great. He's very funny in it because he's the head teacher. Yeah, he's really good in it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's another film where uh, it's sim- si- well, yeah, similar to Krampus. I thought it would just get by on its novelty kind of thing. Yeah. But it's yeah. legitimately very funny. It's scary. Mm. And the music's good. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Well, I'd say two of the three. I don't think it's particularly scary, but the other two. Um, bits I mean, are... it, it's it's not not scary. It, it's an effective horror film. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a it's a good like. It's, I'd say it's an average zombie movie, but the other bits bring it yeah. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, but it's not it's not a, a lot of the time when something's going off of novelty, it's actively bad. Yeah, that, yeah that's true. what I mean. It's not a good. It's not in your good bad movie territory. It's yeah, fun. it's a, it's a it's a great film. Yeah. And a lot of good subtle, subtle humor in it as well. But I think it makes sense. It, it, it's in the middle of the pack. It's, you know, everyone likes a nice musical interlude. So yeah, and you know, theming it around Christmas, I figured as we're coming up to the festive season, it made a lot of sense. So um, yeah, that's my first marathon. Nice. I would. Uh, when would your when would you schedule in your nap time? If you felt like you had to. Oh, um, probably. Probably during Gremlins, just because it's the one I've seen the most out of those. Plus, you can sleep and still get the Gremlin-y stuff. Yeah. Like, you sleep during... Uh, you take a Mogwai nap. Yeah. And then you wake up when they're uh, turning into Gremlins. Yeah. Sold. Like it. Nice Love one. it. Love it. So, my first choice, and I've arranged my... We are going from the quickest mm. to the longest. Which I should have said, the shortest... <laughs> To the longest. You sound um, like you're doing a really crap version of that Daft Punk song. <laughs> Quicker, shorter, yeah. faster, longer. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so one thing with movie marathons for me is they have to be fun. Yeah. Because otherwise it is a, it's a struggle to get through. So they either need to be fun or legitimately good films. Yeah. So for me, I've gone for a bit of both. So one of my favorite films to one of my favorite films to watch with people in general, as we found out during the Nicolas Cage marathon, is action movies. Yeah. Because watching action films in a crowd of people who are there and have committed to watching. So for this choice, these films add up to 501 minutes, which okay. is 8 hours and 20. So you're sitting in a room with people who've committed time to watch this many films. Yeah. Uh, or this many action films. So you know it's going to be a good one. So the only question then was to figure out what the theme of the action films would be or if I'd just go action. So what I've decided to do is this is the Arnie vs. Stallone movie marathon. Yeah. So we're starting off with Commando. Okay. Uh, we're then going into Rambo. Yep. So that's Rambo 4, so the 2008 one. Okay. Usually I would do Rambo 3, but again, feels a bit dated when a film is set when the plucky freedom fighters would later go on to become the Taliban. <laughs> uh, 
We then follow Rambo up with the Running Man. Okay. Then Demolition Man. And then we round things off with Expendables 2. So the way I see it is this is kind of like two double bills and then Expendables 2. Commando and Rambo, they're both silly, over-the-top action films with, especially for Commando, insane Mm one-liners. I've already mentioned on the podcast before, the intro, the introduction scene of Commando is one of the most unintentionally funny things ever committed to the screen. Yeah. It is Arnie chopping wood and then feeding a deer and then carrying wood focused on his bicep. God, it's great. Um, and yeah, and it's, uh, it's got your proper, proper action movie stat line. So Commando, 87 kills in a 90-minute movie. So that averages one kill in just over a minute. Yeah. Rambo, 254, which averages a kill every 23 seconds. Excellent. And that is action shithousery at its finest. I think their Commando is definitely a bit campier. Mm. But that doesn't mean Rambo isn't any less over the top. Yeah. We then have The Running Man and Demolition Man, which are, again, silly, over-the-top movies. But this time, we've kind of got their set in the future. Mm. Look how weird and uh, shit everything is. But The Running Man, I think, is a great underrated Arnie film. It doesn't really get bought up that much. Yeah. Like, Commando does, Predator does, uh, Total Recall terminators your terminator twos your kindergarten cops i could keep going but the running man seems to be like the odd child out a lot of the time yeah and it's great and you'd have a whole cinema full of people realizing it's mick fleetwood from uh fleetwood mac and frank zappa's son is in it uh dweezel is in it as like a plucky freedom fighter excellent name isn't um, it? i think the running man is great and then demolition man is flat out one of my most I'm not even calling it a guilty pleasure. I fucking love Demolition Man. It is so much... It is so stupid. And it is so fun. The thing about Demolition Man is that it sounds like it's just going to be like a really boring film about a guy who like, just works on a construction site. It's, it's like Locke, but set in a crane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not. It is uh, Sylvester Stallone in the distant future of like 1994. <laughs> gets frozen because he gets framed for the murder of a load of hostages and then wakes up in the future um, because Simon Phoenix, one of the best named villains in a film, uh, is running Rampage and he's the only man who's put him away. It's fucking great and I won't have a bad word said about it. Then that brings us on to Expendables 2, which is Arnie and Stallone in the same film. Yeah. So it's not it's not the first film they've done together, which was The Expendables. Yeah. Uh, but Expendables 2 is better than The Expendables. Because uh, Expendables, the first one, didn't realise it was silly. No. It thought it was a serious action film, and it, it's not. It's a bunch of old guys. Yeah, there's um, a bunch. Yeah, they're getting their last paychecks. Yeah, and then Expendables 2 and Expendables 3 realized it was a comedy yeah well not a comedy it realized it could have a bit of fun with it leaned into it yeah and i've got a lot of time for uh for that decision we also arnie isn't in expendables 2 that long but he does get the it's like the final it's a shootout in uh airport yeah so he gets a bit of gun time we could have gone for escape plan 
which they both star in. Right. But it's shit. You don't want your last hour and a half of an eight and a half hour marathon to be a shit film you have to get through. No, it feels like that would be the point where people are starting to leave to get. I would, I would, I would still go. I would pay to go to the marathon, but I would, I wouldn't. Escape plan would be my. I would fall asleep during it and then get a McMuffin. Yeah. Uh, But I think it will be, it will be fun. The films are great. I would happily do this now. I think it would be brilliant in a cinema, but I also think it would be great with a couple of beers, a couple of pizzas, and good company, which I think is a, a big thing with a marathon. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. A couple of pizzas sounds a bit worrying, though. Like, that's uh, the, the, your food, the potential for a food coma is, uh, is fairly high with that one. Oh, not a couple of pizzas each. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a different one. And plus, if we're doing it at home, you can always heat up the pizza. This is very true. Later. Yeah. Clearly, I'm not invited. I'm joking. It's the whole... Oh, no, you're not. cheese. Oh, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Because I, as I've said before, I am lactose intolerant intolerant. (laughs) Not having having that shit anywhere near me. Uh, But no, I would... Obviously, you'd be invited. We'll get you some either... You can focus on the chicken-based sides. Yeah. Or I'm assuming a lot of places now do... like the vegan cheese. The vegan free shirt. So you're good. Vegan free. Vegan free. Vegan yeah, free is just there are, cheese. There are no vegans yeah. in the cheese at all. This is good. Do you know why? Do you know why um, cows have hooves? Is this a joke or a fact? You decide. <laughs> no, I don't. Because they lack toes. Oh, uh, it's a joke. <laughs> and a fact. And a fact. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the best kind of joke. The best kind. Told you, my brother got that mixed up, right? What? I'm sure I've mentioned it before. Oh, Christmas cracker thing. Uh, no, penguins. Oh, penguins. Uh, for a brief time, yeah. they had a fact on the back, and my brother didn't realise, and he said it in the voice of a joke, <laughs> uh, tone of a joke, and uh, it was w- just one of the better moments of my life. <laughs> I like to think it was like, I know obviously there was Okay, so I know this wouldn't be a thing with penguins, but it would be really funny if they had like some really like dark facts on them. And then my mind went to, oh, actually, there are dark penguins. So for dark penguins, they should have really like dark jokes and dark facts on them. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> hey, it is a good one. Uh, Ten million people died in the Battle of Starling. What? <laughs> <laughs> Don't think it was ten million people, but it was a lot more than you think it was. Yeah, yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> Yeah. The police returned one of Jeffrey Dahmer's soon-to-be victims to him. <laughs> Why would Sting do that? <laughs> well, speaking of Sting, uh, Demolition Man is a great police song. Okay. Yeah. Just to bring it back onto topic from Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, yeah, so I, I would watch the shit out of this. I think the tone would be great. I don't think it would lag at all. And it's a good excuse to watch Commando and Demolition Man. Cool. So my next choice is... Themed around a movie series, so there's uh, we're kind of going through that, but then there's a slight sort of left turn at the end. So we're going to go with Evil Dead. Evil Dead, okay. Evil Dead 2. Okay. Evil Dead, Army of Darkness. Okay. Okay, Evil Dead, Army of Darkness. Uh, Evil Dead, the remake. Yeah. And then Cabin in the Woods. Nice! <laughs> because I think it's... Uh, so Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness are your... I mean, obviously... They're classics. They're fantastic. You've got all of the Bruce Campbell. There's, I'd say from, I think Evil Dead 1 is still quite campy, but like 2 is where it kind of rockets up to B-movie campiness, I'd say. Is it The Evil Dead? The The Evil Dead, yeah. I I think that's, that's 
low budget, which means it's campy. Yeah, you're probably right. Evil Dead 2 leans into, I think they realise that what people liked about the first one and lent into it more. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Then you've obviously got Army of Darkness, which is, I still think, quite an underrated. I, I enjoyed it. It's not as good as Evil Dead 2, but it's... Um, it's fun. It's good fun. It's just fun. Then you kind of, there's a bit, I suppose even here, there's a bit of a turn into the Evil Dead remake because that is, I would say, I think they've they've kept elements of the originals and obviously it's a similar story. But it's definitely more on your horror side yeah. than your B movie side. Oh, 100%. And it's done really well. And then the obvious then next step is Cabin in the Woods because Cabin in the Woods is kind of, I guess it's, I mean, it takes a lot of inspiration from the Evil yes. Dead movies, but then is also done in such a way. I mean, it's, we've spoken about it on the podcast before, but it's such a good film. And it's, it's a, I guess it's a. It explains campy horror films. Yeah, it's a horror. Horror horror comedy but i wouldn't say it's like outright comedy but it's kind of like horror comedy to a degree and i think there's a good kind of uh, I'd, I'd say i'd call it horror comedy palette cleansing i think yeah. from the like sheer like well the record of breaking amounts of blood in the evil dead remake yeah well it also explains uh you, you could even argue they all happen in the same world <laughs> i mean yeah because evil dead turns out it's not a remake of the evil dead it's just another experiment well that's that another could, yeah they could another all... situation the cabin in the woods is set up yeah exactly that all, all of them the cabin in the woods could explain all of the previous movies yeah so yeah i just think it would be would would be a lot of fun the evil dead movies are great i'd i mean i'd quite happily do like the the trilogy as like a as a triple bill um, so the the trilogy's fun so i've done the i yeah. went to it was evil dead and evil dead 2 with a q and a from someone involved okay and they're f- weirdly they're funny films to double build because they don't line up. Yeah, and also like Evil Dead Two kind of feels like a remake of Evil Dead One. It's not, yeah, it's so not very different, is it? <laughs> the first ten minutes of Evil Dead Two are a remake of Evil Dead One. Yeah, and then the same with Evil Dead and Army of Darkness. They don't line up perfectly. Yeah, so it's really funny watching them in quick succession because you realise that they're kind of three standalone films. They've just taken. Uh, yeah, it's like they started again. For each one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I still fucking love them. Yeah, they're great. And I do remember watching Evil Dead 2 for the first time and it being a bit jarring that it, it felt like I was watching the same mm. movie but with a slightly higher budget. So if anything, this has two remakes of Evil Dead. In. Yeah, basically. Uh, two remakes of Evil Dead, one with a bit of time travelling and then Cabin in the Woods, which explains everything. Sold. Yeah. And they're just great films. And, you know, can't be a good horror movie marathon. Nice, I like it. I like it a lot. Would you... I, I'm surprised the Prince Charles Cinema haven't done... They, they must have done the Evil Dead triple build before. You would have thought so. It feels very... Uh, yeah. It feels very Prince Charlesy. Yeah. I said that like Prince Charles is a big fan of the Evil Dead movies. I like to think he is. But then again, I th- I, I mean, it might be around um, like rights and stuff that they... Because one thing I'd surprised they've not... At least I've never seen them do is like the uh, double bill of like Life of Brian and um, Holy Grail. Oh shit, that's a good point. Which I thought would be great, but I don't think they've yeah. ever had. At least I've never seen it, and I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's because I know some things. It's just hard to get hold of the prints yeah. and the rights to um, screen them. Yeah, but yeah, we've gone Christmas marathon. We've gone horror movie marathon. So oh, yeah, Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness, the remake, and then Cabin in the Woods. My next choice then, and we're sticking with horror. I've I've called this 
the assorted supernatural creatures horror that doesn't take itself too seriously marathon or ashtotism for short nice like it uh so fun fact i did this yesterday okay uh so i actually did this because one i'm just generally a really cool person Uh, and two um arguably most importantly my partner was away for the weekend, which usually means I watch horror films because she's really not into that shit. So I make the most of it when she's not in town. Uh, and yeah, you know, nothing says crazy night like staying in by yourself on a Saturday night with a dog watching back-to-back horror movies. <laughs> so I say I did this. I did, I did five of them and I have added another one today. So my initial plan, because the plan was to actually do this, was to go as gory as I possibly could. But staying in on a Saturday night with nothing but a French bulldog for company <laughs> and watching films you got off of Google by searching fucked up horror felt a bit too, like, red flaggy. Yeah. So tried to think of what other kind of horror movie things I could do. And I did think about, like, like we said with The Prince Charles, the, the classic horror movies or the modern horror movies. Yeah. But watch, I didn't really want to watch them by myself. Okay. Because I've seen I've seen all of those before as well, and just rewatching them, I, I feel like you need company to get the most out of some of those. Yeah. Um. So instead, I opted for Ashtotism, <laughs> and I thought, right, okay, I I could narrow it down to vampire movies. Yeah. Or werewolf movies. So instead, I picked a film for each of kind of like the big horror movie creatures. So this marathon has a vampire, yeah, a werewolf, mm-hmm. a zombie, a monster, a demon, and an alien. Nice. So the horror movie I did yesterday was 463 minutes long, which is seven and three quarter hours. Jesus Christ. So I opened with Blood Vessel. Right. Is this the ship one? Yep. Nice. Blood Vessel is about uh, a group of allied soldiers spies and nurses who stumble across a ship full of vampires that's a film it's not a horror comedy but it's a film about nazi vampires or nazis and vampires it's not taking itself too seriously the tone gels in with everything else yeah i think the thing with the the most appealing part of it is is definitely the punny name (laughs) 100 percent. it's definitely something they started with the name. Yeah, yeah. Or at least that was what they went from Nazi vampires to, we could call it Blood Vessel, you know? Yeah. It's like, shit, we're doing this <laughs> we're now. We're making this. I then followed up vampires with werewolves. Um, yeah. The full uh, Twilight treatment. And I went for possibly, I think, the newest film we're going to be talking about today, okay. which was 2021's Werewolves Within, which right. is a really fun. Turns out it's based on a video game, which I didn't realize. Yeah. Uh, which is just a really fun, like, horror comedy whodunit. Yep. So basically, people keep getting killed in this town and you don't know who the werewolf is. Right. And it's so funny, but it's also really fucking. The, the horror elements are still there. Like, it's just a very, very effective horror film. I then followed this up with Zombies. So isn't I was there, sorry. Isn't there a game like a board game as well called like uh, Secret Werewolf or something? Yeah. So there is a Secret Werewolf game. Yeah. But it's a different thing, I think. One night. 
Ultimate Werewolf, maybe that's it. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Continue. But yeah, no. So w- when I found out it's based on a game, yeah, I originally assumed they meant the board game, okay, or the the card game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's not. It, it's a uh, Ubisoft VR thing. I think. Oh, cool. So I then followed it up with Zombies. I was gonna go Shaun of the Dead, mm. but in the spirit of trying to at least get the majority of films I hadn't seen before. Yeah. I went with 1985's Reanimator. I tried to watch that recently and I fell asleep. <laughs> it's good. It's it's good. Again, it's it definitely knows it's it knows it's campy and silly rather than is an out and out comedy. Yeah. But it's just stupid and over the top. Uh, I then took the dog for a walk. <laughs> uh, and then I followed that up with my monster movie, Troll Hunter. Nice. Which is a Norwegian found footage horror comedy fantasy film about this group of students making a documentary and they stumble across this guy whose job is to hunt for trolls. Yeah. Uh, I then followed up with my demon movie, 2015's Deathgasm. Nice. Deathgasm is fucking hilarious. It is a New Zealand comedy about this metal band who accidentally summon like the king of demons. And Excellent. it's stupidly gory. It's very funny. It's very gory. I think I mentioned it's gory. And that's where my night ended, and then I went to bed. But <laughs> always, have I... to, always have to have a, a good sleep after a death chasm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I then had to do... Uh, what I then had to do... What I then realised was there was an obvious tonal... There was, a, there was a movie which fits with the tone of this evening perfectly, especially as a follow-up to Death Gasm. And yeah. I thought, you know what? Let's bring in aliens into yeah. this. So to bring the total of this marathon up to 558 minutes or 9 hours, 18 minutes, we are bringing in 2020's Psycho Goreman. Nice. So that is vampires, werewolves, zombies, monsters, demons, and aliens. And it all, it all kind of gels together, I think, quite well. So instead of being tied together by actors or plots, they're tied together with, it's just kind of the tone of yeah. not taking themselves too seriously but also being similar to kind of what we we're saying with Anna and the Apocalypse they're they're effective horror movies and they're effective comedies and they're just whatever they're trying to do and I had a lot of fun and I would I would happily do this again with company preferably not immediately preferably I want a little bit of a a little bit of a buffer zone yeah but uh yeah it's great it's a lot of fun. I'd recommend all of the films individually to people, especially Werewolves Within, because I didn't even know that was a thing until... Uh, how wanky am I going to go on this? Uh, as wanky as you need to. So I was sitting in the spa, <laughs> and uh, as you do on one of those heated deck chair things, oh, yeah, they're nice. um, after deciding whether the jacuzzi was too busy to force myself into. Yeah. You ever had that situation? Yeah, yeah. It's a weird one. Everyone has their distance. Um and I was uh, searching best werewolf movies and that popped up and I realized I'd never even fucking heard of it before. Nice. Because when I was off the top of my head thinking, I was contemplating Ginger Snaps. Yeah. But then went werewolves within. Same with Reanimator, Shaun of the Dead could have been a good choice there as well. Mm. And I was going to do Evil Dead 2 for the demon, but yeah. it always feels a little bit more... I feel like the Deadites are their own individual thing. So I would have gone... For Demon, I would have personally gone Drag Me to Hell. Oh, that's a good show, actually. I haven't watched that in a very long time, mm. either. Great film. But yeah, I would strongly recommend this. Uh, f- f- from experience, it's a great time. 
But also, like, you know, if you wanted to do something with your Saturday night, I'm not going to hold it against you. And your choice. My final choice. So my final choice is heavily rooted in the podcast itself. Ah. Um, so Well, we've already recommended Midsummer 69 times today. <laughs> this is true. We've had Christmas movies, we've had horror movies. I am going with bad movies. Good bad movies because we love them. But there's a load of them out there and there's a load that we love. But just to stay on brand, I'm going to go with the top five movies from the current standings of the League of the League of Good Bad Movies. Nice. Uh, we're going to watch them in reverse order because okay. obviously you, you start with the least, the quote-unquote least good up until the quote-unquote best. So it's going to open with Tammy and the T-Rex. Nice. We'll, strong, strong showing. Is a strong, strong opener. We're then going to move on to Showgirls. Follow that with Troll 2, Tiptoes, which stars Gary Oldman. And then we will round off. I do, I do like I do like doing these back to back. Is the Gary Oldman reference we find really funny? But there's a good chance everyone's forgotten about that by the time they've got to this episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For us, it was like an hour ago. <laughs> and then um, finish it off with Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, I don't know that there's too much more to say. <laughs> I think it kind of you know it writes itself. They're all fantastic in their own way. Tammy and the T Rex is. I mean, is is one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. Showgirls, um, Showgirls has to take place early in the evening anyway, even if we yeah. weren't going in this order, because uh, well, two reasons. One, it sort of grows on you after you've watched it and you think about it a lot. So by the end of the movie marathon, you're like, oh, actually, that was a fun goodbye movie. Secondly, be a bit, it would be a bit jarring if you woke up in the middle of Showgirls. Yeah, and also being assuming assuming we're putting this on at a cinema. Yeah, being in a dark room at four in the morning with a load of other people you don't know, basically watching softcore pornography. Yeah, it's a weird feeling. Um, speaking <laughs> I'm sure of that's uh, happened quite yeah. a few times in Soho, to be fair. Yeah, speaking of uh, continuing threads from the previous episode that nobody else cares about but ourselves. Yeah, and speaking of good bad, I'm fairly sure the Vikings game is going to come down to a last minute field goal. Wonderful. So that's that's going to happen again. Um, yeah, no, I like it. I, I think I, I think Showgirls has to be second. Yeah. Because I think Tammy and the T-Rex introduces people to the concept of good, bad movie quite well. Yeah. Because Showgirls is long. <laughs> it's Showgirls so is long. Fun. Yeah. It's so fucking funny, but it's so long. And I think any any later on in the night, I think it could get a bit. Because the rest are 90, 90 tops. Troll 2 and Tiptoes aren't very long. Vampire's Kiss is a bit longer, but it's also Vampire's Kiss, so we're good. I mean, Tiptoes is notoriously short. Hey! Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah. 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 Troll 2, I think, is nicely nestled in the middle there. Yeah, um, I think that's good. Get a classic in. Yeah. Tiptoes, again, yeah. You th- I think it's... it's um, Tiptoes Tiptoes at that time in the morning. Assuming we're doing the, the Prince Charles kind of clock where you yeah. start at nine and you finish at yeah, nine-ish. Yeah. Tiptoes at that point, I think, ensures you don't fall asleep. <laughs> Because yeah. for the entirety, you're like, what is going on? That's Kate Beckinsale. That's Gary Oldman. They have careers. They don't need to be doing yeah. this. You can see his legs! <laughs> He's in the sofa. So yeah, I think that's that's the perfect timing for Tiptoes. And then you have to finish with the best. Uh, one of my, I think, maybe, uh, let's not beat around the bush, possibly the best movie of all time, Vampire's Kids. <laughs> I'm trying to, there, there are a couple... So with the with the League of Good Bad Movies, there are a couple of big films we haven't got to yet. Yeah. I still don't know I don't know where I sit on where they would end. But I don't see a lot of films beating Vampire's Kiss. Oh, I I, I, I don't see I don't see how they could. 
are there if you had to if you had to drop one film out mm. and replace it for one we haven't done a League of Good Bad Movies episode on? Yeah. Which would it be and what would it be for? Uh Troll Two and the Room. Ah, nice. Mm. Oh, I'm not sure it'd either be Showgirl. I maybe uh, uh oh, I don't know. It's a very difficult one, isn't it? It is a difficult one. Because you've also then got Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Yeah. Miami Connection. Oh, but they could all be their own, like, action, good, bad movie. You could throw in Hell Comes to Frogtown there. Oh, God, yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's its own subgenre. Yeah. I would, yeah. 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 Yeah, we'll get, uh, we'll get Tommy Bazal to turn up and then not play the room. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Tommy Bazal to introduce the other films. Oh, I'd love to see the confusion on his face. He'd love it. I think he could get behind it. He would. It. I'm, and also, yeah. if he's coming, I'm definitely bringing Bowie because the pinnacle of, of my yeah. life would be a video of, um, of Tommy Wiseau saying hi, doggy, to my, to my dog. Oh, I would, <laughs> I would get a dog that looks similar to Bowie just so I could pretend that video is of my dog. <laughs> like, that would be, that's it. That, that would be, that would depressingly be the peak. Yeah. <laughs> Depressing for at least two reasons. Back onto your uh, your mortality. Now we've thought about it. Wasn't that on the last episode as well? My mortality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. We were uh, really tying things together. But yeah, I I, I like. Uh, I mean, one, the sheer ego fueled thing of we would have to be hosting this. Yeah. How would you host it? Would you try and bring anything to the table? Um. Like, what would would there be a novelty to it? Like like you kind of said earlier. Like uh, some of them did pizza. Some of them did beer. Yeah, I don't know. Um, just um, mugs. That's the only thing we've got. <laughs> we just give everyone a mug. But uh, our uh, soon-to-be-completed lasagna love stories, short stories. Yeah, but... actually, lasagna for everyone. Lasagna. <laughs> Done. Good, bad <laughs> movies and lasagna. <laughs> exactly. And then we don't explain why. You, and you serve the lasagna in your podcast mug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a proper... Uh... We want plates move, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. What's the weirdest thing you've been served food on or in? Um, I'm not sure actually. Is there's a lot of like just the standard like like chopping boards and shit like that. I think I've had like a uh, like a wire trolley that had chips in it. I've had oh, it. I've definitely yeah, had yeah. something in a terracotta pot as well. I've I've had terracotta pots. I've had. Uh, they went through a phase of like salad in a wine glass. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. They're like so not like a proper like it was definitely like a a chalicey goblety thing and there would be a load of like fucking stuff in it. Okay. It was uh So like a like a like an 80s prawn cocktail without the prawns. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly that. Fuck it. <laughs> Final choice then. This is another movie marathon I have actually done. Yeah. Though not sure when I last did it. We we did these spread out over a weekend last year. Yeah. Or no, earlier this year. Okay. Uh, but I haven't done the marathon in a while. So I wanted to pick one kind of similar to your Evil Dead choice, where it was actually a continuous story. Yeah. So I was close to doing, because we decided when we started, uh, when we did movie marathons, that triple bills would count. Yeah. So I was close to doing the John Wick trilogy. Because okay. I legitimately think the John Wick trilogy is one of the perfect trilogies in cinema. I actually did that in a day because I you, yeah when uh, when we went to when we went to see one, right? the third one at the, yeah. at the cinema, I hadn't seen the first two. 
and yeah. watched them in the morning and then we went and saw that in the afternoon. Yeah, so I did the John Wick trilogy, actually did it earlier in the year because I found out I hadn't watched them. So we yeah. watched them together. But I think, it, yeah, it, the John Wick trilogy is fucking flawless. But having a movie marathon that ends on a cliffhanger is weird. Yeah, that feels like it so would be a... So I'm going to keep John Wick until the story has actually been done and then we marathon that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's, when you know there's future stuff coming, yeah, it would be like like doing um, a Star Wars marathon before like Return of the uh, yeah. before um, the Revenge of the Sith came out, for yeah. example. Like like maybe yeah. I, I it's difficult to even talk about because we don't know if the fourth John Wick film is going to be the end of yeah the story. They've obviously just announced they've just cast the ballerina. So they're doing a spin-off called The Ballerina, mm. which is about another... It's a hit woman in the... When uh, Angelica Hudson's watching The Ballerina on stage when John Wick comes to get like his favour kind of thing. Right. So it turns out The Ballerina is going to be this hit woman. And it is... Um, I can't remember her name, but uh, Knives Out? Uh, the lead in that? Gary Oldman? <laughs> Anna... Anna de Armas? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. But yeah, she's going to be... A new one, and then you've got. You know, uh, sorry, uh, you know Anna de Armas sounds like when I hear the name, uh, I want to say it in the tone of uh, "Have a banana." Anna de Armas, <laughs> have a Fair. banana. It it fits. It does. Um, that's all I can say on that matter. <laughs> uh, there's also a John Wick TV series coming out called The Continental, which is going to star uh, Council Culture's favourite Mel Gibson. So that was a lot to talk about a choice I'm not picking. So instead, I have picked another trilogy, which I think is our longest movie marathon. So these three films total 682 minutes, which is 11 hours and 22 uh, minutes. And that is The Lord of the Rings, brackets, extended editions, close brackets. I have done this marathon minimum four times. Jeez. Uh, and then have done it spread out across weekends even more. They're just very fucking good films. They are good films. I've I have actually not really revisited them since they first came out. I watched them a lot when they first came out. Marathon. Um, yeah, no, I'd be up for that. No, I'd be game. More than game. Uh, wh- whichever one of whichever one of us gets a housewarming first. Yeah, we'll uh, Lord of the Rings marathon it. But it, it's one of those. Uh, so. Funnily enough, I had the option to do this yesterday. Right. Because the Prince Charles Cinema is over the this weekend and next weekend is has scheduled in the extended edition marathons. Yep. Uh, and that would be fun, but I would fall there. I think what keeps me awake during them is not having to do them overnight. Yeah, I think that's the the overnight aspect of it does is is yeah. the real challenge, isn't it? Yeah, it's melatonin is real oh yeah it fucks us yeah but i've done yeah so like i said i've done i've done this a load of times i'm gonna do it again i i think they because because of the way they were filmed yeah and obviously he planned the trilogy from the outset the story was already there it flows and it works like it is one big film like it works a lot better together than arguably a lot of other films do um, yeah. So even like Star Wars, they're good, but they were planned as they were going. It just worked. 
but Lord of the Rings was literally like it. It feels like it's one of the few trilogies that feels like it's actually just one big movie. Yeah, I, I can I can buy that. And then he did The Hobbit. Then he did The Hobbit, which I haven't watched the extended editions for, but I would like to at some point. So when we rewatched Lord of the the Lord of the Rings extended editions earlier in the year, yeah. we followed it up with The Hobbit the following weekend. Nice. And they're not the best word to describe them. It isn't bad. It's unnecessary. Yeah. No, I agree yeah. with that. I I enjoyed being back in the world because I think it's a very well-planned-out world, but it did feel a little bit more... Well, Lord of the Rings didn't feel forced at all, so <laughs> to say no. The Hobbit felt more forced is, isn't the right phrase. It just felt a bit... Yeah, I know, Chris. The most, well, the most recent um, Peter Jackson film I've watched was the uh, They Shall Not Grow Old documentary. Oh, nice. Similar to The Hobbit? I don't know. Is that the World War One? World War I, One. yeah. yeah. It's really, have you seen it? No. Really well done, because he... they colorized it yeah. and all sorts of it was all wetter it was wetter i mean there was quite a lot of uh that's that's why they're drenched foot yeah. no that was damp that was moisture <laughs> uh, uh, uh his uh digital effects company wetter i knew what did. you meant I, I know you did just in case people don't which i think he just sold for a fuck ton of money oh really yeah um while you're, uh... He probably needs it. I don't. Th- I think Peter Jackson's probably, you know, he's, he's fallen on hard times. Yeah, bless him. Bless him. He's but... another. Uh, he's another. That sounded like I was going to get really ac- accusatory. Uh, he. Um, he's another director who's had like a weird trajectory because he's brain dead. Was his first one, right? Yeah, like he he helmed. He's helmed arguably the most successful movie trilogy ever. Like yeah. In terms of, like, box office and critical acclaim and audience acclaim yeah. and all of that. And he started off doing, like you said, Brain Dead, which was a low-budget zombie movie. He did something called, like, Meet the Feebles, right. which is about... Uh, is, it, is it Meet the Feebles? Yeah, Meet the Feebles. Yeah. Bad Taste, Meet the Feebles, and Brain Dead. Yeah, which were all, like, just really, really gory, low-budget horror movies. Well, according to Wikipedia, that was his splatter phase. Yes, yeah. Splatter films. But yeah, he just sold... Uh, Sir Peter Jackson just sold Weta to Weta Digital to US-based video game company Unity Software for $1.63 billion. Nice. Fair fucks. Um, after Amazon made the shock decision to move its Lord of the Rings TV series from New Zealand to the UK. <laughs> Is that where we're ending it? Yeah. No, I'm just. Uh, I I, uh, I accidentally fell into just reading the article. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think, like I said, it, there's not really a lot of arguing I have to do. It's a fucking brilliant story. It's an incredible set of films, and I would strongly recommend if you've. I, I know sitting and watching nearly eleven and a half hours of film back to back isn't everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, but you should do it anyway. Do you think? In that eleven and a half hours, how much? What percentage of the books do you think you could get through if you were doing that solidly? I don't know. Cool. Um, in eleven and a half hours, I think I could. I I think I could polish off fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if that sounds like 
You're going to wank off the Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, if they're standing <laughs> facing each other, so I can get four at the same time. Are we, are we going for uh, uh, Silicon Valley? Silicon with Valley with it, yeah. <laughs> Depending on the... Uh, I, I've never watched Silicon Valley. I have watched that scene upwards of ten times. Uh, Silicon Valley is fantastic. But they, in that scene, they obviously talk about the height differentials. So, I mean, you couldn't do, a, you couldn't do an elf and a dwarf at the same time. Well, no, but there's, uh, there's four hobbits. True, yeah. So, oh, but also, the, the other problem is as we know from the two towers, is that nobody tosses a dwarf. <laughs> yeah, so so Gimli will just watch. <laughs> Gimli the voyeur. Yeah, he loves that shit. Him, him and Gary Oldman. Yeah, and obviously... <laughs> Dutch Rodering in the corner. Peeping Tom Bombadil. <laughs> uh, we lost to the Lions. Oh, you gave them their first win. Last minute touchdown. Or last, like... Zero, 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 touchdown. Oh, that sucks. Ah, oh, fuck you, man. That is such a Vikings thing to do. Give them their first win. Yeah. The Lions are no longer winning this. Turns out all it took was playing the Vikings. The uh, notification I just got. That was Jared Goff's first ever win without Sean McVay. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I might, I might even keep that bit in the podcast because I'm now just, just to explain why I sound depressed in the summary. Why, why there's a significant addition of malaise to yeah. the uh, to the final summing up. But it, uh, yeah, it, it, I, th- I think uh, Lord of the Rings it just works as a marathon. I mm. would, I, I think I'd go. I, I wouldn't mind watching it at the British Star Cinema. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it a go. I'd quite like to do it with the, uh, at the. I don't know if they've done it for Lord of the Rings, but at the Royal Albert Hall with the orchestra. So I've seen some of the Harry Potter films oh, that's cool. like that. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Lord of the Rings has got a great like, orchestral soundtrack, so I think that would be quite fun to, to watch it there. Which is a really weird experience, because you're watching an orchestra and a film at the same time, and you don't know where to look for yeah. a lot of it. Yeah, that's weird. It's great, though. So I, I know good. a couple of people who've done the Harry Potters with yeah. the same thing. Because, again, that's got a great orchestral... Yeah, yeah. That's um, what I just said that I've done. Oh. <laughs> Some, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I told you, I'm definitely keeping the Vikings thing in. I'm, this has really got to me. Uh, but, yeah, no. Then I know yet more people who have seen the Harry Potter ones. Uh, Jurassic Park? Yeah, Jurassic Park Jaws, I think, as well. Yeah, so basically John Williams. Yeah, okay. But yeah, cool. Like it. Good times. Good times. So, what's the top three of your three, sir? Okay, so with... Funnily enough, I think our episodes of Movie Marathons is going to be our shortest episode in a while. (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh... Maybe it's because we filmed back-to-back. Filmed? (laughs) Maybe it's because we recorded (laughs) back-to-back. There was less, uh, we didn't have to just catch up in the intro. We were just no. kind of like, boom. This is true. Also, we're on um, the clock now. Just to let you guys know, when I said filmed, I looked around the room uh, in kind of a panicked fashion as if there were cameras filming us. Would have been very funny if we were actually being filmed because you'd Ironically, have been able yeah. to see it. Obviously, doesn't translate to the medium. But, you know, just trust me, it was funny. Yeah, I- ironically, that would only be funny if you were being filmed. Yeah. But then, which you would have been aware of, so you looking around, if anything, then wouldn't have been funny because yeah. it just felt a bit needy, like the Hobbit movies. This this has more layers than that fucking lasagna. <laughs> the, 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 the lasagna, which I can only imagine as a cube. 
Because like a hundred layer lasagna yeah. is too too many layers. Garfield's wet dream, I think they call it. <laughs> that's that's something that's got to go on the internet now. Um, how many layers do you think? Again, we're just we're obviously back to talking about lasagna. How how many? What is the optimal lasagna layer ratio? I don't fucking know. Hundred. I still think I, I, it's, it's too many. You've not had it. Because how many? Because you obviously have your layers. Layers are grouped into tiers. Yeah. And so tiers is meat, bechamel sauce. Yeah. Cheese. Cheese. Pasta. Pasta. Yeah. And then repeat. So that's four layers. Four layers in a tier. Yeah. I'd say sixteen layer lasagna. Okay. Is is optimum? Possibly twenty. Well, what you do need though is maybe I would always go over and above the amount of. <laughs> I would always go over and above the amount of layers. <laughs> it's not even this funny. <laughs> layers and tears that you need, um, because sometimes you might want to eat your lasagna on the go, and you know it's quite inclement in the UK. <laughs> you don't want them lost like tears in the rain. <laughs> That payoff was not worth it. <laughs> it wasn't at all. Me finding it that funny at the beginning that, was, was I, funny. That's what I laughing at. Was is funnier than the joke. Your reaction to that was <laughs> similar to my reaction of to trying, punching my dog. Trying to explain to you that I accidentally punched your dog in the face. I'm gonna go again. <laughs> so Graham, <laughs> I can't think of a way of phrasing this well, so I'm just gonna phrase it badly. <laughs> Graham came home. To me, guilt-ridden, playing with the dog. <laughs> we both kind of looked at Graham as he entered, and then I told him, Graham, I accidentally punched your dog in the face. But that's not what I said. I got halfway through and then just burst into laughter and tears and couldn't talk for a good five, ten minutes afterwards. Oh, I've genuinely never seen you laugh that much without being able to get any words out. Yeah, it, it hasn't happened for a very, very <laughs> long time. And all you have to do to get that feeling is accidentally smack a dog in the face. Yeah. Also, um, please please don't report it into the RSPCA. It was completely no, accidental. It was It was completely accidental. I didn't mean to. I haven't done it since. Anyway, so um, back to my original question. What's the top question. three of your three? <laughs> uh, so top three of my three. It is quite a difficult one because, as we have said, I have done two of these. Yeah. I There's not a lot separating them. I, I, I think maybe I'd go Lord of the Rings 1. Right. Who do you think would win the fight out of the Lord of the Rings and the Lord of the Dance? The, the Lord of the Rings. What about the Lord of the Flyers? This is this is literally an Alan Partridge thing, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Oh, I don't who's know. your best? Who's your favourite Lord? Lord of the Rings, <laughs> Lord of the Dance, Lord of the Flies. Um, I would say so. Lord of the Rings wins because there, it's a world full of fantasy armies and monsters. Yeah. So the question comes down to who would win in a fight: a group of school kids or Michael Flatley? Yeah. I, I think Michael Flatley would beat the shit out of a group of kids. But the only... Pro- the Sorry, only- no, let me rephrase. I think Michael Flatley could yeah. beat up a group of kids. I don't think I don't necessarily it's, think he would. would. <laughs> that's, that's a question that's... But is, is, a defamation is Michael Flatley not slightly curtailed by the fact that he can't use his arms they have to be done by his side and he well, can only face in one direction? The you're whole, you're speaking like you've thing. never seen Kickboxer. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just thinking like Lenny and Co could like flank him. Yeah, true. Take him from behind. Oh, but they're all obsessed with that fucking 
pig head. So, you know. That's David Cameron. <laughs> hey! Um, so, Lord of the Rings won. Yeah. <laughs> I think Lord of the Rings won. Uh, I think I would go... So, it is all very, very, very close for me. I think I might go Arniverse Sly 2. And then number three, the assorted supernatural creature horror that doesn't take itself too seriously marathon, yeah. or actism for short. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the tiebreaker with those two is if we were to do this now, yeah, I would... Actually, no, fuck it. I'm going to go... I, I, I spent nearly eight hours of my time watching these films. Yeah. It's going number two. Okay. So Astrotitism is number two. Oliver yeah. Sly is number three. Maybe I would prefer... I, I tried to go for the best of both worlds approach there. Yeah. Like, maybe if it was just Arnie, it might be higher. But then I wouldn't have watched Demolition Man. And Arnie brackets and Demolition Man feels a bit of a cheat. Yeah. Okay. But I'd do it anyway. But yeah, so that's where I am. That's cool. where I'm at. Nice. I'm going, uh, number one, League of Good Bad Movies movie marathon for a number of reasons. One, I love a good bad movie. Two, it's part of the podcast. Three, we'd be introducing it along with Tommy Wiseau. Um, so that's that's got to be number one. Number two, I think the Evil Dead marathon, because I just love the films, and I do like the idea of Cabin in the Woods basically explaining away the um, the first four movies of the marathon. And then, even though it's coming up to Christmas, now I put third place, the Christmas, alternative Christmas movie marathon. And I've basically done that in what would I most likely, what would I most like to sit down and watch so yeah good bad movie marathon evil dead marathon christmas alternative christmas marathon i like it so that in mind what is the podcast's top three going to be uh for marketing reasons number one should really be the league of good bad movies marathon it probably should yeah yeah so that if we if 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 anybody lets us do that yeah we can then bill it as the number one movie marathon according to the podcast nobody asked for. Yeah. I'm just thinking ahead here. Yeah. So I, I feel like that needs to be number one. I I would put Lord of the Rings 2. Yeah. Because like I said, I have spent... If I've done this four times, I have spent two days of my life just watching Lord of the Rings. And I feel like I need some... I need to see something for yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you did. Um, you saw Lord of the Rings four times. <laughs> true. True. I like it. Um... <laughs> So it's down to the two horror movies. It's, yeah, two. So do you want do you want variety or do you want Evil Dead? That's the. Oh, it's a tough one. I do think I want Evil Dead. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell three times over. What if we replace Reanimator with Evil Dead Two? Yeah. Okay. We could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Go on then. And we'll take a half point. Yeah, half point. Okay. Because yeah, like I said, I was very close to. I was very close to actually having Evil Dead 2 as that pick anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it, and it, it, it fits with the format. So, uh, okay. We're good then. Yeah. I'm and cool. then obviously we'll, uh, we'll schedule in whoever, whoever's house can host a Lord of the Rings marathon first. Hosts the Lord of the Rings marathon first. Cool. Good. That's what we like to do. Planning our social lives on a podcast. Why not? Rather than a round one. Am I right? <laughs> uh, so... The podcast nobody asked for's top three movie marathons. Number three, we have the assorted supernatural creature horror that doesn't take itself too seriously marathon, which is Blood Vessel, Werewolves Within, Evil Dead 2, courtesy of Graham, uh, Troll Hunter, Deathgasm, and Psycho Gorman. Number two, we have Lord of the Rings, the extended edition, made up of 
The Lord of the Rings. The extended edition. And number one, we have the League of Good Bad Movies Marathon, hosted by us and Tommy Wiseau, featuring Tammy and the T-Rex, Showgirls, Troll 2, Tiptoes, and Vampire's Kiss. If you would attend any of these marathons, if there are any movie marathons you prefer, you can find us on Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for, and you can also become a friend of the podcast over at Patreon, where you can help us keep the podcast running, make things bigger, better, more awesome, and who knows, if we keep this going long enough, maybe we will actually be able to host something. That would be fun. That'd be nice. Um, if you can't believe we made it through a podcast about marathons without saying, oh, do you remember Snickers used to be called a marathon bar? Um, then tell us about it on, um, not on Facebook, on Twitter at Nobody Asked for Pod with the number four. You can also find us there on Facebook at the same name. That was a weird way of saying that. We've got a website, www.thepodcastnobodyasked4.co.uk. Got all the links to all the things that you need. Uh, and remember that Opal Fruits became Starburst. <laughs> Uh, and also to leave us a review on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. Uh, and in your review, put any future episode ideas you may have. Sif so- used to be Jif as well. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's our, that's the end of our bumper marathon recording session. Yep. Um, we're back at it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> tomorrow we're settling down to watch A Karate Christmas Miracle. I'm so... I'm, I'm equal measures delighted and so depressed that i found that film <laughs> yeah it's, uh believe me i watched a little bit of it on youtube to see if it was a real version of the film and i still don't know if it's a real version of the film <laughs> that's the territory we're playing let's see Ugh, no one asked for this